Welcome to Voices for the New Age with your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow. Each week, our show explores topics you've wanted to hear about with a focus on better health, wise leadership, and spiritual connections to help both your personal and professional life. Now, here is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome. You're listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Juno Wotan, and with me here is my co-host, Steve Sokolow. Hi, Steve. Hi, Juno. Hi, everyone. And our guest today is award-winning dancer, teacher, and choreographer, Brigitte Herman. Anchored in the Mary Vigman tradition of dance, her teaching and performing for over 50 years established her as a leading force in the area of dance movement, improvisation, and choreography. As a co-founder and co-artistic director of Group Motion and of Austrac Dance Dance Theater, she has created and collaborated with over 100 performance works presented locally across the United States and in Europe. And for the past 50 years, she has co-led Group Motion Friday Night Workshops, a two-hour long nonstop guided process of dance movement improvisation with live music. And the workshop combines highly refined structures of improvisation, movement meditations, and contact dance. An ensemble of musicians supports this interactive space with live improvised acoustic and electronic music. And it's been conducted regularly every Friday night in Philadelphia since 1971 and has toured to festivals, dance centers, colleges and schools in the U.S. and other countries across the globe. And now with the pandemic, it's offered on Zoom. Excuse me. And Brigitte is the co-author of Group Motion in Practice, Collective Creation Through Dance Movement Improvisation. It's an honor and a privilege to welcome you, Brigida. Thank you, Juna. I'm so happy to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And, and so tell us how you got involved with dance. Well, there are many layers to it, and um, let me say one was that I grew up in a family of musicians, my mother was a pianist, and my, her sister, who lived on the second floor in our house, she was an opera singer, and there were other musicians also in the house. <clears throat> and um, when they needed children in the operas or in the theater or in the ballet, my aunt took me to the theater and I became one in a small group of children to participate in many operas and in ballet and in theater productions from the age of eight into my teenage years. And if you... Imagine growing up after the Second World War in the um, in a time of scarcity and survival. Being in that environment of the theater with beautiful 
um, artists, the opera singers and the actors and the dancers. It was an inspiration. It was an oasis. It was like another world. And, and, and you, were, you were in Germany, right? That was in East Germany, the Russian-occupied occupied, uh, part of Germany. <clears throat> yes. And, and, yeah, and I was going to say, the, seeing those beautiful dancers uh, perform and being part of those productions was uh, a great inspiration. And uh, at a certain time, my girlfriend and I, we dared to ask and uh, consult with the ballet master, asking if we could pursue a career in dance. And he encouraged us and gave us uh, instructions of how to uh, apply in a school that was in East Germany and the, yeah. And so you had classical training in dance. Why were you drawn to study with Mary Vigman? Yeah, so. Tell us about her. The uh, school that I applied to, to begin with my professional training was, is the Palooka Academy in Dresden. And at the time it was structured like a Russian ballet school. So we lived in dormitories. We were taken care of, we were Uh, given all our clothes, all our food, room and board, and uh, we had wonderful teachers uh, learning the Vaganova style of ballet. And um, in my second year of being there, I developed a um, pain in my hip, and I was um, devastated when it was suggested to me not to continue as the training of a ballerina, but as in tragedy, there is a silver lining. (laughs) Somebody suggested, a friend, you should go to Berlin and study with Mary Wigman. And that was my cue. And I left my East German country and traveled to West Berlin and became a student of Mary Wigman. And so can you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, Mary Wigman and her style of dance? Well, um, Mary Wigman is known as a pioneer of the... Um, expressionist dance, the Ausdruckstanz, self-expression through dance. She has come to dance at a later age. She was already in her 20s when she started. And she decided to 
observe a school, the Da Cross School of Gymnastics in uh, Hellerau in Dresden. <clears throat> and then she was befriending various um, artists in this context. And it was Emil Nolde, the painter, who suggested to her to go to see Rudolf von Laban. And he said, there's a man who dances just like you and you should go there. And so that's what she did. And she became a student. And um, in this whole process of working with Laban, <clears throat> she developed her, her own style of dance and began to present performances, solo works. And it was um, part of her discovery that the language of dance is independent. It's an independent language and is rooted to our innermost feelings and subconscious experiences and hidden shadow self and all of that and connected to the breath. <clears throat> the breath being the link to the manifestation and so she was very aware of that and teaching and explaining this in her teaching, yeah. And so it sounds like you came from, a, you know, the ballet, it's very structured and rigid and it's about steps and, uh, and, and she was more about unleashing your inner creativity and expressing yourself through movement. Which yeah, coming 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 from the Paluka school of dance with the <clears throat> ballet, and then going to West Berlin to the, the Mary Wigman school of dance was like day and night. <clears throat> it was a total culture shock. It was uh, you had all the freedom you could imagine. You were encouraged to find your own find your own path in the dance through the dance and uh, yeah and so how did you discover the healing power of dance and movement and develop uh, the group motion style well um, it's a long journey um, from <clears throat> studying with Mary Wigman, learning how to find your own find your own language. So there was no like in ballet where you are given a vocabulary to work with already. 
you had to find your own vocabulary. <clears throat> and in this context, a, the intuitive self was uh, in the foreground tuning into a place, tuning into your deeper levels and into your creativity. And uh, yeah, the, the healing, the experience of the healing power evolved over time. And it turned out that dance became a catalyst and like we would say, a medicine. And uh, we found that through movement and through dance, with that connection to the breath, there is a restructuring of certain patterns. There's like a, a rejuvenating and restructuring possible. And I've experienced that on myself. And every time when people come together on a dance on a Friday night or in our retreats, we can see that happening and people express that. Yeah. It's like dance is an exciting journey or a discovery it is, to, yeah. to new levels of consciousness. And uh, Steve, you want to comment on anything? Um, how do you connect the breath work to the dance? Well, um, with in, in the teaching of Mary Wigman, she would always refer to that connection of the breath. Every emotional shift is reflected in the breathing. So any expression, whether it is fear, if it's expectation, if it's nervousness, everything has its own breath. And the breath is that link to manifesting a form, a movement. Yeah. yeah, it's like when we're born and we take our first breath, we're mm. alive here on Earth. And when we take our last, we're gone from this planet. And so just the whole thing about inspiration, inspiring, it, it's very interconnected. Yeah, you can see it very clearly when you watch children, you know, they get excited. They hop and jump and skip or they have a tantrum and it always is connected with the breast and with the body. It's, it's always connected. Not everyone can see you, but it's very interesting to 
see the relationship between your movement, the emotion that you're conveying, and the breath. They're all um, part of a holistic uh, unity that if you can observe it, you see there are three aspects of the same dynamic. That's right, yeah. And um, <clears throat> so part of the um, group motion experience is also that we tune into with each other into this into the breath into the we resonate with each other and um yeah yeah so we're not in our linear so when you do that you're not in your linear thinking mind that's always judging and evaluating. You're at a different level of consciousness or that's exactly. much more creative. That's much more about being connected as opposed to being separate. Yeah. Tuning in into the altered states of the altered state of consciousness. Uh, it's like every time you make that transition, each time you enter into the dance that is free improvisation. You make that transition from the waking mind, so to speak, or the rational mind into another level. And uh, you see when it's there and you, you can see how people connect over, over space. Sometimes you see the same movement popping up on one end of the space and on the other end, the, these connections are being made. <clears throat> yeah. So hold that thought. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And our guest today is Brigitte Herman, dancer, choreographer, and the co-author of Group Motion in Practice, Collective Creation Through Dance Movement Improvisation. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at Junaverse.com or via email to Junawotan at me.com. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. 
You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junowotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Our guest today is Brigitte Herman, dancer, choreographer, and the co-author of Group Motion and Practice, Collective Creation Through Dance Movement Improvisation. And so um, I'm very sad to say that your co-director, who was also your ex-husband and father of your children, passed away this year. And he was an extraordinary teacher and a brilliant artist and will always hold a place in my heart for what he taught me. Is there anything you would like to share about Manfred Fischbeck? Yeah, I mean, there's lots to share. Over 56 years of partnership and uh, there are many levels to that relationship, to that partnership. And uh, as you said, yeah, personal and professional. We were married for 18 years. We have two daughters. And uh, Manfred, he played many roles in my life and plugged all the emotional or many emotional strings. He was a lover and friend. He could be a brother, adversary, a parent, a child. He was inspiration and smothering. He was also funny and heartbreaking. He was also dramatic and sad, and he was comforting and courageous and daring, even heroic. And he was also depressed, and he was gifted. And uncertain, defensive, and optimistic, or simply human. He was mortal and one of a kind. 
and uh, yeah. It sounds like a definition of a soulmate. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you say in your book that we live in a culture that has reduced touch for the most part to either violence or sexuality. How can the touch that happens in dance improvisation be healing? Yeah, well, we know that in, in dance, touch has a special place. It's a place of holding, of supporting, of there are so many different ways of touching. And um, we also know that touch is not on the surface, but it goes deep into deeper layers. And um, It sends messages into deeper layers of ourselves of pleasure, of dislike, of anger, of love, of fear, of holding on, of, yeah, all these different connections that are being made and um, in the improvisational context of dance, it is um, unique to an allowance. It is a, a very unique part of the group motion experience to... Uh, looking for the word to be allowed to be um, inspired to be in touch with others. And uh, there are certain structures that we use that allow one of those is called the active passive dance, where one person is has her eyes or his eyes closed and is being sculpted, being moved and redirected in space through the other person. And it can be very gentle and it can be very playful. Yeah. And, and so in these dance structures, or I like to call them games because they're so, they can be so much fun to do. Uh, you can make all these uh, inner discoveries. And, and we're, this is without drugs or alcohol or any mind-altering substance except the power of just moving. That's correct, yeah. And it's, yeah, getting high... <laughs> On, on being in that space, in that altered space, and, um, because we enter from a space of stillness, of silence, 
we enter into movement from the meditation into the movement. So we create a level of nothingness or stillness, listening into the breath, listening into what needs to be expressed and um, being in touch is part of those structures that allow that, yeah. Yeah, or to even to go into a larger space of consciousness or the sense of connectedness. Uh, for myself, I can, re in doing the workshops and, and retreats, uh, I can remember, uh, you know, running with wolves or flying with a flock of geese. I mean, that's the, the different kinds of qualities of experience, as well as I can remember someone picked me up and carried me across my, the room, which just kind of took my breath away. Uh, it's just, you could have these extraordinary experiences and just through simply dance and movement. Yeah. I, I would like to um, actually share something that, um, I don't know where I have this, somebody wrote um, about some of these experiences. I mean, participants also have written about it. And uh, <clears throat> there's... Um, Something uh, <clears throat> Rita Felciano, she's a dance critic for the San Francisco Bay Guardian and Dance Magazine. And she says, um, Group Motion's most wide-ranging contribution to Philadelphia is the Friday night workshop. What struck the outside observer was the freedom with which these participants social worker, a teacher, a psychologist, an entrepreneur, scientist, among others, interacted with each other. Their vulnerability and their acceptance of each other was extraordinary. However, temporary, however utopian, they had created a community of like-minded people. Most remarkable was the sheer beauty of some of these so spontaneously found improvisations. And she says, Mary Wigman would have understood and celebrated this legacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. And when we think of dance, we think of music. But oh, you've, yeah. But you've choreographed dances without music. Can you tell us about that? Well, um, that, again, relates to the experience of working with Mary Wigman, who emphasized that the language of dance it can be its own. It um, taps into those sub subconscious places and we can find those expressions kinesthetically and through our breath we find our own movements. <clears throat> So dance can evolve in silence. And one of the structures that we use at Group Motion is called the doing nothing structure. And uh, so it is about 
being in stillness and in that stillness listening inward to what the next connection to somebody or the next gesture or movement will be and so this is a, a, a beautiful dance of stillness yeah yeah because we're always doing 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 something and so to be able to not do but to be still and out of that stillness you can connect to uh, another part of yourself that's connected more to your if you want to call it your soul level as opposed to just your um, you know your active thinking mind. That's that's correct. Yeah, it's definitely on that level, on that soul level. Uh, and uh, just one thing I, I wanted to say is, um, live musicians perform for your workshop. And when I used to teach belly dancing, I, I had a drummer uh, would play for our class, and we never rehearsed. And in class, I would demonstrate a short choreography and the drummer, Stefan, and I would stop on a dime when it was over. And it was like we were on this certain wavelength that, you know, I wasn't leading, he wasn't leading, the, you know, we were just on that wave. Well, yes, in the, in the group motion context, live music is also improvised. So the musicians are part of this of this uh, creation that happens each time. Sometimes we think about it like it's about dreaming but being awake, but it's sort of a, a sense of dreaming while being awake. And also, um, so the music is, is tuning in and creating, it's like an exchange between the dance and the music. And we weave like, it's like weaving a, a tapestry of movement and of sound together. As opposed to having something imposed on you. That's correct, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Steve, do you want to comment? I was just thinking, you know, in dance, I mean, obviously you could dance by yourself, but frequently we dance in partnership and that communication that occurs between two people as one is moving and is the relationship that occurs. Uh, and over time, uh, an extraordinary way of communicating uh, non-verbally. Yeah, that is a really, really essential part of group motion, the communication that takes place. And so we have a couple minutes left. Can you uh, lead us on um, meditation for a couple of minutes? Yeah, certainly, I'd love to. So, just take that moment to Be still, if you want to close your eyes. Except if you're driving. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and um, we ground ourselves, feeling connection to the ground, your feet, 
on the ground or the ground you're sitting on and getting a sense of the energy in the body the posture that you are in and we begin with the awareness of the breath we say let the mind sink into the body and become aware of your breathing feel the expansion and contraction as you inhale exhale and breathing into different parts of the body we begin from the feet breathing into your feet letting the breath rise into your legs and into from the base of the spine up your spine breathing yeah and so we come from that stillness into the movement that was beautiful brigida thank you our guest today has been Brigitte Herman, dancer, choreography, and the co-author of Group Motion in Practice, Collective Creation Through Dance, Movement, Improvisation. And you can contact her by going to the website groupmotion.org, or her email is gitaher, which is G-I-T-T-A-H-E-R 329 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Duna, and thank you. Yeah, so <clears throat> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and we're going to take a short break, and when we return, I'll have your astrology forecast for the upcoming week. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com/forward/slash/voiceamerica. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at Juniverse.com or via email to Junawotan at me.com. Listen for Go to Health Radio. 
Featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junowotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome back. To Voices for the New Age, I'm Dr. Steve Sokolow, here with my co-host, Juna Wotan. Juna, what's in the stars for us this week? Well, we have a new moon in Libra today, if you're listening live on Wednesday, and it brings new beginnings. Libra loves beauty, fairness, harmony, and justice. And so it's time to set goals and plant seeds, depending on what house is activated in your chart, initiating a cycle that can last up to six months. And this new moon will conjoin with action planet Mars, which will rev up your vitality and confidence. However, this moon will be cranky with unpredictable Uranus, so it's important that you direct your energy consciously and avoid impulsive, erratic behavior. And it's best to focus on what's important, be flexible and patient, and avoid taking high risks. And so I'll go through each sign so you'll know how it will impact your life over the next few weeks and even months. Aries, today's new moon will activate your seventh house of partnerships. So if you're dating, get out and circulate for you can meet someone special. If you're already seeing someone, you may be ready to make a commitment or you may want to form a new business or personal partnership. However, avoid signing contracts until after October 18th. 
Taurus. Your sixth house of health will be energized by today's new moon, making it a favorable time to review your lifestyle, diet, and exercise routine and make improvements. It's also a good time to schedule medical or dental checkups. You may discover better ways to manage stress or methods to upgrade your daily habits, such as quit smoking or lose weight. Gemini, October's new moon will bring more fun and pleasure into your life as it will light up your fifth house of self-expression. You may be drawn to take up a hobby, get involved in a creative project, spend more quality time with your children, or focus on doing things you enjoy. Whether it's finding true love or unleashing your inner child, it's time for joy and excitement. Cancer, personal matters will come into focus for the new moon will shine in your domestic sex domestic sector. You may be drawn to make home improvements or repairs, rearrange the furniture, clear the clutter from your living space, or clean it from top to bottom. Or perhaps it's time to spend more time with your family or entertain at home. Leo, the pace of life will pick up the pace for the new moon will activate your busy third house of communication. You'll likely crave more mental mental stimulation, and you may enroll in a new course of study, discover exciting new authors to read, or subscribe to an interesting podcast series. A short distance trip or a weekend getaway will call you into action. Virgo, money matters will take center stage this week, for the new moon will happily cruise through your second house of income and possessions. It's a highly favorable time to review and adjust your budget if spending has gone out of control. An opportunity to increase your cash flow may come your way, and it's best to avoid impulse shopping or making a major purchase until after October 18th. Libra, October's new moon will activate your first house of personality and will help you initiate a new course of action that will continue to blossom as the year unfolds. It's time to reinvent yourself, so you may want to change your appearance in some way with a new hairstyle or fashion statement. However, since Mercury is retrograde to October 18th, it's best to avoid a radical change such as a tattoo or plastic surgery. Scorpio, your spiritual needs will come into focus as the new moon will cuddle up in your 12th house of privacy. It marks that special time of year to take some extra loving care, uh, to give yourself some extra loving care and get extra rest. You may want to spend more time in solitude, take a walk in nature, write in your journal, learn Reiki, or practice yoga, or even a Zoom group motion. Sagittarius, your social calendar will fill up rather quickly, for October's new moon will energize your 11th house of friendships. This is an excellent time to join a group of kindred spirits, expand your following on social media, deal with the public, and meet exciting new people. You may also be drawn to, social, to a social cause that will make the world a better place. And Capricorn, you'll be in the spotlight this week for your 10th house at the very top of your chart will be popping with planetary power of the new moon, the sun, Mars, and Mercury. An opportunity to advance your career and climb the ladder of success may come your way. And if you've been unhappy with your work, this transit will help you change your life path and make your mark in the world. Aquarius, adventure will knock on your door this week, for the new moon will sail through your ninth house of personal growth. You may receive an opportunity to travel, join an online group where you'll mix and mingle with people from all over the world, or take a seminar that will enrich you. An invitation to a cultural event or to become involved with the media may come your way. 
and Pisces. Financial matters may need your attention for your eighth house of shared resources will hum with the energy of October's new moon. It's a favorable time to meet with your financial advisor and review your investments or start a financial plan that will save you money. You may also want to review your contract with your insurance company to see if you're getting the best coverage. And that's uh, your forecast for this week that really can last up to uh, the next six months. You're planting seeds now. And now it's time for Steve to give his tips on wise, empowered leadership. So Steve, how how can you use your gifts as a leader to empower and uplift others? Well, Juna, our role as a leader is to help the people around us evolve into better and better versions of themselves. You can just think of the phone, iPhone. Once we had an iPhone 6, and then we had a 7, and an 8, and a 9, and now we're into the teens. And uh, it's a continuous upgrading process. Well, we need to do the same with ourselves and with the people that we lead. We need to help them grow. We can do that through training opportunities, by investing in them in various ways in terms of their experiences, Uh, by assigning them to projects and committees, uh, expanding their responsibilities and the resources that they have uh, to work with. In some cases, it's by promoting them or even something uh, uh, that seems small as asking their advice uh, on some issue that you are considering. All of those things are empowering. And do leaders need to understand the power of two and exponential thinking? Well, I have a a background in mathematics as well as a a number of other interests. And so uh, I'm very familiar with the powers of two. You can start with, you know, two squared and then two to the third power and the fourth power and the fifth power uh, infinitely. And what that really means is uh, you multiply two by itself and you get four and you multiply that by two again and you get eight and you continue that and you get 16 and then the next step you get 32 and then you get 64. Well, the amazing thing is if you do that just 20 times, you will reach a million. So you start with two and you double it. And by the time you've done it 20 times, you're up to a million. And of course, it continues. Well, you can do that as a leader. For example, you can share an idea with two people. And you can ask those two people to share that same idea with two other people. And each time, each person is only asked to share that idea with two other people. And that's not very onerous. Anybody will say, sure, I'll I'll tell two people. Well, by the time they've done that 20 times, you've reached a million people. That is the power of two. So just keep the process going. Now, interestingly, empowerment itself works that way. So if you empower someone and you say to them, I would like you to empower those that you're working with. And then if each person works to empower the people they're working with, you get an exponential 
power of empowerment in your organization. Well, can, can you give us a, an example of how that might be? Well, I did that um, I, in a um, bond campaign. We needed to uh, get the electorate uh, to vote millions of dollars for construction. And we used that type of approach to get large numbers of people to vote yes on a particular issue. And of course it passed. Great. And should leaders embrace the adage, teach me to fish and I fish for a lifetime? I've always loved that adage because the adage is that if you give me a fish, I just eat for a day. But if you teach me to fish, then I can fish for a lifetime. So we do this by helping people to be independent and self-sufficient. Let people make as many decisions as possible. Trust them to do what is best. And if they make a mistake, forgive them. That will empower them to continue trying uh, to be creative. One of the things you need to think about in this process is who's in focus, you or the people you serve? Which way is the energy flowing? You want the energy flowing in the direction of the people you're serving, and you want the energy flowing away from you, not toward you as a leader. And do leaders need to understand that they have the power to enhance everyone's self-image? Absolutely. Every encounter we have with another person is an opportunity to enhance their self-esteem. We, in effect, hold up a mirror that can show and reinforce other people their best qualities. We can raise others up or we can tear them down. It works in both directions. So trust people. So as I said, so our words and deeds affect other people. Let other people know that we value them. Catch them doing something right and comment on it. That's all yeah. empowering. And it's interesting because it's so much in the news right now with Facebook and all that. So. Yes. And uh, so should leaders move away from a command and control orientation to a service and support orientation? I certainly believe that the old leadership model was command and control, CC, remember it that way. The new model is service and support, SS. So go from CC to SS. You will find that it brings out the best in others. You build a floor under people and give them support. You give them stairs to climb and aspire to. By serving and supporting those you lead, you empower them and those they lead. Beautiful. Thank you. That was Dr. Steve Sokolow, author and the executive director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. And he's available for lectures, media appearances, workshops, and coaching sessions. And you can contact him at www.cfel.org. And you've been listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. And Steve and I will be back next week with Dr. Pratap, yoga teacher and author. And he's the director of the Yoga Research Society, which gives a scientific approach to the understanding of yoga. And the president of the Sky Foundation that offers classes and workshops from this non-religious but scientific tradition. 
So thank you for listening, everyone. And, and, I, and I just want to thank Juna because she's one of the people who empowers me. <laughs> Great. And likewise, Steve, thank you. And, um, and we'd love to hear from you. So uh, please uh, drop me a line at junawotan at me.com. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Thank Thank you for tuning in this week to Voices for the New Age. Please join your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow, next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can't wait to share more about your better self next week.